Thank you for listening to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. The pain made me who I am. It sounds like something the Phantom of the Opera would say. The pain made me who I am. See, we all have pain. And in our attempts to understand pain, it is possible that we have gotten our view of God wrong. It's possible that we've gotten our understanding of who God the Father is as we try to understand pain. Today's passage of scripture is in the Gospel of Matthew. It's Matthew 7. But if you went home and opened up to Matthew 7, it's already set up for us to get our view of God wrong. Already. We've already set you up. Because when Jesus was speaking this live and his followers were around him, he didn't say, everybody, today begins chapter 7, verse 1. See, it happened real time. And Matthew was chronicling what Jesus was saying. And, and later we added the numbers and chapters to kind of help give people ideas of maybe where a thought ended. But when you read the scriptures, sometimes those numbers can get in the way because we stop reading because, well, chapter seven's done or verse 13 done. And today I want to encourage you that sometimes when you read the scriptures, you have to continue on because the thoughts were ongoing and continuous. And so in Matthew 7, Jesus says these words. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to a brother, let me take the speck out of your eye? When all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. You first take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And then he goes on in verse 7. Just ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked him for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, oh, thanks Jesus for calling us evil. It's nice. Hurt my feelings. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? When you read scripture, sometimes you can get a lot more out of it if you make it personal, if you put yourself in the story. We read an example that Jesus gave about a father and a son. So today we're going to make up two fictional characters. First, a father. We'll call the father Jimmy. And we're going to change it up. We'll make it a daughter. because, And we'll call the daughter Penelope. Now, nah, we're going to go Piper. 
Can you imagine Piper saying, Daddy, can I have some bread? He says, here you go, Piper. Here's a stone. And she takes it. She goes, thanks, Dad. Wanted to break my teeth today. Love having my teeth broken. And Dad, it wasn't very nutritious, although it was filling. I mean, (laughs) but it was painful all the way through, Dad. This stone. And Jimmy says, ah, Piper, that pain will make you who you are. Thanks, Dad. Or imagine Piper, when she's a little older, because she can't speak at the moment, says, Daddy, can I, have a, can I have a fish? You want a fish, Piper? Here is a snake. Thanks, Dad. I wanted that one little gold thing that went in the bowl, and after four weeks, it floats on its side anyway, and it's going to die, but... But I got a snake. Uh, Dad, this thing's going to bite me and hurt me. Why did my dad give me something that was going to give me fear? Why did my dad give me something that would give me nightmares every day of my life? Why would my dad give me something That at any moment, I could be afraid it's going to strike me and hurt me. And Jimmy says, oh, Piper, that pain will make you who you are. Yeah, Dad, it's made me full of anxiety. And it's made me fearful all the time. See, have we made God evil? We think God wanted me to go through pain. Is that, as why, is that why we are children of God? Because God wanted us to go through pain? Is that what God wants for his children? Jesus starts off by saying, do not judge, for you too will be judged. And he's talking about human relationships. And I wonder if he continues that thought when he says the measure that you use, when he says by how we view God. See, what measure have you used to judge God? What measure have I used? Because we all know human fathers who at times can choose to do evil, as Jesus said, or anything less than love. If those fathers know enough not to give their kid a snake when they ask for a fish, or a stone when they ask for bread, then why would God, who is good, why is God, who is incapable of evil, ever want to give us a snake? See, we blame God for our pain. We can judge God by the pain that we have experienced. But there's just a tough reality that's waiting for all of us. That's waiting for our kids. And that is the world has pain waiting for us. Now I know Jimmy's role. Jimmy's going to do all he can to protect Piper. We're going to do all that we can to protect our kids. 
But the truth is, this is going to come a day where we can't protect our kids. You know, one day our kids grow up, Piper's going to go to school. And there's going to be some kid who says some hurtful words to Piper. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, nah, huh? Because uh, Jimmy is going to drive her to school. Those words will not be spoken on the school bus. But he has to let her go to school, to gym class. She's going to go and you're thinking, nah, not for Jimmy. He's going to homeschool. But one day when Jimmy lets Piper out of the castle to get something to eat or to go to college, there's going to be someone who's got a word that's going to hurt and cause pain. See, parents, we all know we don't want our children to be in pain. So why would God want anything less for us as his children? If you grew up in an abusive family, it was not God's plan for you to have pain. If you have health issues, it was not God's plan to give you that, to have pain. See, the world has pain waiting for us because people will choose less than love. Our bodies, some of us experience currently today, have pain because the current state of the world is not God's intention. Sin has broken the world and we have pain and we will carry pain with us. Sometimes our pain is caused by our own unwillingness to change. But we blame it on God, but it's really our unwillingness to, to change. Like There may be a time when you have a kid in your home Say, hey, don't touch that stove. No. No, don't touch that stove. You don't want me to have fun. Ow. And in those moments, we say, the pain made me who I am. I am now smarter. I am now more learned. I realize I'm a stubborn person at times, and I really should listen to my father. See, no parent desires for their children to touch a stove. No parent says, hey, I, I want you to touch a stove to experience pain. But pain sometimes can be a reality to help us change our stubborn ways so we don't experience pain again. We see this in Hebrews 12. It's here that we understand the difference between pain and, and redirection and correction. In Hebrews 12, it says this. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? Ooh, a word of encouragement. Can't wait to hear what it is. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. 
No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled and rather be healed. It's clear that God may discipline us for our good, to become whole, to be healed, or to have peace in the future. And discipline is hard, but it's different than pain. No phone for a month. I mean, that seems painful. But it's really just unpleasant. And God doesn't say he's going to inflict pain on us. He just said we're going to endure hardship. See, there's a difference between breaking one's spirit and breaking one's skin. Discipline makes us stronger, not weaker. There's a difference between teaching and torture. And discipline is really only needed for a person who refuses to choose wisdom. That is why we open up the scriptures so that in advance we can choose wisdom. We can choose the way of God because the way of God is for our freedom. It's not for our restriction or limitations. God does not want us to touch the stoves that we often touch with our choices. But either way, we have pain and we carry it. So what do we do with it? What do we do with the pain we have? Donald Miller, who's an author, said this of pain. He said the backstory between a villain and a hero are both a backstory of pain. He says, the villain says, the world hurt me. I'm going to hurt it back. The hero says, the world hurt me. I'm not going to let this happen to someone else. Do not choose the life of a villain. Let us be people who choose a heroic life after the one hero, Jesus Christ, in his way. So what hope can we have in this life? What hope can we have as we carry pain, some of us, to the day we die? Well, God gives us a glimpse of the future. He gives us a glimpse of the future world, the new heavens and earth in Revelation 21. He says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be called their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. One day, all pain is gone. One day, we live in a pain-free world. And I'm convinced we won't even remember. Because if you've actually moved on from pain, but you see someone years later, sometimes it's like a trigger. You're like, oh, I saw this person. Now it reminded me of the pain. And now you're in pain again. That's why I'm convinced in heaven... We're not going to have any remembrance of the pain that was caused to us in the past. We're not going to see people and the pain that they may have caused on us. Because why would we have pain again if we live in a world where there is no pain? 
The new heavens and new earth sounds like a great place. I can't wait to be there. How do we get there? Because that's the question we think. It's like, yeah, how do we get to this place? We've been talking this morning about a child and their father. And here's where we get God wrong again. See, we assume we're all children of God. But Jesus said these words in John 1. He said, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Every human being is a creation of God. But only those who receive Jesus become his children. That is why today and every Sunday, we encourage everyone to give your life to Jesus. And I am convinced God did make a decision at some point to give a person pain on this planet. I'm confident of it. See, in Matthew, Jesus called us evil. And after we got kind of offended over our offense, you're like, yeah, you know, well, I've chosen less at love at some point. So that's what God calls evil. Then I did it. We all kind of know we're all guilty. And just like as a parent, if someone caused evil to one of our kids, we would want justice. We want the person who committed that crime to not be able to commit that crime anymore and, and, and pay a punishment, go to jail, so they would never hurt our loved ones again. And that's what God did. He decided to punish evil with pain. He decided to place his judgment on Jesus. And instead of punishing us, he punished Jesus on a cross with immense pain. That is why the cross is good news. And this is the gospel. And if you're here today, we want you to leave knowing this, that right now, today, and in the future, you can say, I am a child of God. Because Jesus suffered on the cross for me. The pain made me who I am. Everyone here, we are all one decision away from a totally different life. Maybe today is a day that you cross a line of faith if you have none. Maybe today is a day that you dedicate your life to following Jesus to become a child of God. Maybe today is a day you turn to Jesus. You turn from your way of life and you turn to his. And because of his death on a cross, an exchange happens. You receive forgiveness. We receive a pardon. We walk away today free. May today be a day that Jesus' pain makes you a child of God. May today be a day you choose to live a life of faith. May today be a day you put your trust in Jesus. So if that's you today, just say this prayer of dedication. Jesus, I give you my life. Today, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I want to receive the life you've promised. I want to receive your forgiveness. And God, I want to walk in your ways. 
I want to be a person who lives by faith, who is known by love, and is always a voice of hope. Because the gospel and the cross gives us hope. Your pain gave us hope, and it made us who we are today. So Jesus, I give you my life today. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening. And live your life in such a way that will make the world wonder. There must be more.